Welcome back, everybody, to season three of Brothers in the Deep End. We're here today. We have a boy with us, one brother in the deep end named Carmine, and he's here today to join our conversation. I want to give a special thank you to all our guests, all our supporters for liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing all of our videos. We can't thank you guys enough because without you guys, we won't be here right now. Word. Word up. So... For today's episode, is a little different. We're going to get into a little little touchy conversation. It's going to be a little touchy for a lot of us because I think a lot of us can relate to this. And I'm actually going to start off with a story really quick. Um, so recently, me and my boy Ethan, you know, we took a little trippies to to freaking um, Atlantic City. And uh, great time, amazing time, right? But, you know, there's always things in the back of our mind that always tend to, you know, not haunt us, but they're always there and they keep us reminders of who we were in the past and things that have happened in the past. So it's a little story, right? We're all having fun. We're all having this good time. I'm just going to do a little long story short. We're at this bar. We're all chilling, having a good time. This isn't that. Music's bumping, and then out of nowhere, a fucking firework goes off and fucking blows up, like crazy loud. And, you know, for some of you who've been watching and some of you who know me, um, I did a combat tour in Afghanistan, so for me, like, that big boom, it kind of shook me up a little bit. I'm not going to hold you. I remember telling Ethan that night, too. I was like, yo, I'm a little scared. Like, that kind of, like, shook me up a little bit. And I was like, yo, relax. <clears throat> yeah. Relax, bro. And, but, like, to, like, to our point today, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about traumas and growing up and how they have shaped us into the person we are today because till this day a lot of us all deal with these issues and a lot of our issues from the past you know it's not like we they haunt us but they always remind us of where we've come from mm -hmm. and i think it's important for us to grow on these and like i said just because you know it's really cool because i had ethan's reassurance to be like hey calm down take it easy i was with people that actually cared about me so i was like all right now i can calm down and relax but like in a real life like environment if i was just around maybe like in a party and like i would probably freak out a little bit because kind of gets my heart jumping a little bit mm. and you know to the people to the left of me right now we have carmine and ethan and ethan's always on social media all the time preaching about how he always got to release the demons when he goes to the gym and we're, we're gonna get into today and some of those demons on how he lives with them and how he gets in them and how he gets in his head with them sometimes but how he also pushes forward and that's for everyone at this table carmine's also gonna get a little into it we're all gonna get into a little bit of our stories today so hopefully you guys could relate you know what i'm saying maybe you guys could share some of your experiences with us and you know maybe we could touch some people today touch some lives and that's it that's what we're here today for facts man facts traumas traumas i think you was dealing with um anxiety at that point right and then paranoia and then that kicks in one trauma of mine that a lot of people know of or someone that's new you know i lost i feel like i lost my world my best friend someone that was like my therapist all in one so when i lost that i kind of didn't know really how to go about certain situations where like i come across a problem but i would go to my dad and like asking for that reassurance like casey said like that reassurance i needed it but then when you don't get it, you start going a little bit like crazy and cuckoo. And like my dad was that person to give me that reinsurance and keep me stable. So when I lost my father, it was like I feel like my whole life changed and I got impacted suddenly because, you know, I think I I didn't really have anxiety. I wasn't really nervous. I was usually a cool, calm, collected kid. But even, you know, like before school, sometimes I'll get a little nervous and I'll talk to my dad. And then he'll like calm me down ASAP and then I'll have a great phenomenal day. Or it's like, I could just go about my day, speak to my dad at the end of the day, regardless of what happened throughout my day, I will feel good because I spoke to my father. And um, 
you know, like I said, when he passed away, it was just that void. And like now dealing with my own, like I said, since 2015, I feel like I, I kind of diagnosed myself, right? You could say like PTSD, sort of like certain things just give me like, whoa. And then like they sent me back to like kind of like how I was. Like I, I've been working on it, like, you know, a little bit paranoid, anxiety. Sometimes my hands get overly sweaty at sometimes or just my heart beats crazy or I just start to overthink about certain things. So, yeah, man. And it's just, I don't know, like dealing dealing with that over time. Like that's why I go on social media event. And that's what I said. That's what Casey said about the demons, right? That's why I kind of like do what I do with a passion. And that's why I work out because I need to release all that, like all the shit I think about and like everything I've been through. Cause like ever since my dad passed, like mad stuff started happening. Like, you know, my grandfather passed that year. Then this stuff that happened with me and my surgery and like me almost having cancer and then like no one really being there for me besides me and my mom, my step pops, no one else there at all. And then just like, just politics with football, the whole college experience and just kind of just feeling alone despite who was around because of just everything that's, that has happened and continues to happen. You know, COVID even shook me up. I called COVID. And then like, I was fucking going crazy in my room. And like, I didn't know, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know, I didn't, I felt like no one could relate with me. Even, you know, with all the situations I've been through, I feel like no one could relate with me. But there, there is people that can relate. And when you reach out and you talk to people about those things, like, it's really helpful. So I was going to actually add on to your point a little bit. So you spoke a little bit about how like reassurance is like a really big thing. And I think with anyone who goes through any trauma, I think foundation and family and that reassurance is extremely important for the healing process. And I feel like if you don't have it, you can go one or two ways. You can honestly go. You go of, left or you go right. Yep. You can either get, it can get really, really bad or it can, you could, you can, you know, face it, your, like your battle yourself and come out of it that much stronger. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny how you said you also self-diagnosed yourself. I was going to say maybe this might be a personal question, but like, like what are some triggers for you? that you know bring up maybe like this paranoia this anxiety sometimes and like anything it could be social media it's just, society like i mean people, like nah, it's just people it's just like i'm very uh is it like characteristics of yeah maybe no 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 or like, like personalities i think it's just my personality so my dad was really like put me on to a lot of game really a private person secretive uh didn't give out his number like that you'd so be like lucky no trust whatsoever. yeah yeah i think it was like no trust and like he taught me some stuff about, like, you know, you'd be lucky if you got one friend. So I stick by that, and it's very true. So I'm very, like, leery as to, like, who I trust. And, like, the stories he told me of, like, him and his so-called best friend. But he had a true best friend, like, one of these so-called best friends. And how, like, someone snaked him. And then just tell me stories, like, be careful who you trust. And, like, you can't really trust everybody. And then, like, as you go about life, like you said, like, yeah. you'd be lucky if you got one. And when he was gone, it was just like, all right, who can I trust now? Yeah, I have my mom, of course, and my step pops, but I still have a hard time trusting people as much as I trust trusting my father. To this day, you know, I you know, I just, I'm, it's just, it's just, that's just how I, how it is, you know. Is it because like, you're looking for somebody on that caliber, or it's just it's, a matter of like trust? Because that's your father was like, I mean, we would go, we would be in the gym late at night, mm -hmm. and I know we would have like these stories or, or not stories, but like just talks. And your dad was a, he was a very influential figure in your life right. in a very positive way. Like you could tell that he really, really, really influenced you and made you into the person you are, not just today, but even throughout life itself. Mm -hmm. So are you trying to like find that level 
or are you like you know what I mean? Because yeah, he's not think, here, I, yeah, but exactly. at the same time, exactly. Like it's been a it's been like that. Like yeah, I was looking for people of that caliber, but like no one's ever gonna match that caliber. Oh, hundred percent. Right? No one's ever. So realizing that, it's like whoa. Like, kind of shitty in a way. Yeah, it's shitty because like, yeah, like Casey's my rock, my best friend. Like he kind of, kind of fills that void for me. Like one, like when I speak to you at times, like everyone plays a part in it. I'm just so thankful for that because God sends blessings to people. And I realized when I was going all through that, like I can't just push people aside and not really trust them. I gotta like go and seek help. Kind of understand. Yeah, I noticed like it's really hard, right? So like people will go myself too. Mm. You know what I mean? You'll go through something in life. And you'll be like, man, like, you know, I'm alone. No, I can't trust anybody. But then at the same time, if you keep shunning people or pushing people. It gets right? worse. You also Not, do it to yourself. And on top of that, you'll never be able to open up or understand somebody. So how are you going to know that that person can't, let's not even say help, but like, let's just say like, I don't know, like a high can help. Yeah, it's just like just trust overall. If you don't, if you don't even try to trust, then you'll never be able to. Yeah, and you know, I've been trying, but my my philosophy is like, real is rare, as the quote as the quote is, right? And it's just like, not people, not many people are on my type of type of level or comprehension. Like, you know what I, else is rare? Honestly, sympathy and empathy. Yeah, you have a lot of that. But then we're getting like a little debate here. It's cool, but then. Um, <laughs> right they take advantage if you let them and like i can only give out so much and it's like sometimes meek mill said it bosses got feelings too i consider myself a boss and it's like damn i got feelings too when is someone going to show me so, you know do it on the back end for me mm -hmm. and i had to realize that when i when i was reading you know praying praying it was like all right well god could be the one for that you know that i'm like even though they're not going to always show me that like i could just look up to god to do that for me but it's hard keeping that faith day to day, but, you know, you got to keep it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you said boss, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a, I, a, me, myself, right? I always looked at two different types of people when it comes to boss. There's yeah. a leader and then there's a boss. Now, a boss, they might take a loss and be like, man, all right, we got to on to the next one. A leader, a leader will literally, they'll, whatever happened, they'll figure out why. They'll figure out reasoning. They'll understand, and they'll come back better. So it's not just about pushing; it's about understanding, reasoning. No pun right? intended, like his shirt. I mean, <laughs> no pun intended at all. Um, but you know, and and for me, right? Everybody is going to be different, right? And it's not necessarily like you're not a boss, you're not a leader, because like I met Ethan in the gym. Originally, we went to high school, but yeah, no, I met him in the gym, yeah. and we really connected through that. But we also connected in the in the in the fact that like um, we talk very in depth about things, right? So like coming back to that, mm -hmm. uh, being a boss isn't a bad thing. There's no right, there's no wrong. Mm -hmm. But it could be a different point of view that if you were to look through those binoculars, you might see something that could be very positive, or you might feel all right. Maybe this might not benefit me because of who I am as a person and where I want to go. So, you know, it, it's worth a try. It's worth a look. Yeah, definitely. What you guys I was going to say, you speaking like you got experience here. I'm ready for a story out of Carmine right now. Oh, no, no, no. I don't have any experience at all. Um, no, nah, man, life life is like, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, you know? Like, it, it's not necessarily... It's, so, like, throughout life, there's always been a lot of doubt. 
now speaking on me personally, there's always been a lot of doubt. Like <clears throat> everywhere I went, there was always, oh, he can't do it. He can't do this. He can't do that. And, I, and you know, to a certain age, I was very, not that I, w not that I gave up, but almost like, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, I was going to say, do you believe trauma in a way can be very beneficial to people to an extent? So I, I believe understanding why the trauma happened is beneficial. Now, trauma will always happen. There will yeah. with good comes bad with high come low. Right. But I, I like it's like a diamond, right? The more pressure, the the more the more uh, pure the Prettier diamond is. Yeah, right. So, like, yes, but the person that goes through it has to capitalize, and that is so much easier said than done, man. So, do you think like adversity and like trauma like play hand in hand? So, I'm a very big believer like adversity builds character. Absolutely. But that's because like that's just also like how I was raised. That's also how like I look at things because mm -hmm. there's no like challenge in your life. Now, I'm not saying trauma isn't a challenge because it definitely is. Right. But like it's a different type of challenge. And I feel like in life, it could also be an adversity. And I feel like if you also, you know, compare it to pretty much the same exact thing, like it's like everything else in life. You have to like learn from it, grow from it and then keep pushing forward. So like I'll even get into a little bit about like my story. Right. But like how my try push. There you go, baby. Sponsored by push. Nah. So like, on a real note. Like just to, like a little bit about like my story. Right. So Ethan was talking about like voids earlier. So. Obviously, some of you guys know me. I took a, a little tour in Afghanistan. And obviously, it's different because, like, for me, like, PTSD is very real. And if we're talking about traumas here, PTSD is one of those main things that I feel like a lot of people hit on and ask about, especially when it comes to trauma. Because that's post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, trauma is literally in the it's whole real. entire mm -hmm. definition. Yeah. In the word. So, the way I look at it is, like, I came home, right? I was a whole different person. Like, before, like, before Casey, it was a lot different. Really laxy-daisy. They really didn't appreciate, like, life as much. I didn't really care for the small things. Nothing like that, right? Like, after, like, post-deployment, Casey, it was just like, okay, now I take things a lot more serious. I really have no time for bullshit. I value my life so much more. But also, like, with this growth also came, like, a lot of, like, adversity and challenge and trauma because, you know, I don't believe, you know, I should be seeing, like, my boys get caught in explosions overseas. And, you know, and, like, seeing all that, like, in general, to a point, like, can fuck you up mentally just the explosions that come with it you know everything like all the bangs all the noises all the trauma you see in your friends all bloody like it's it's literally like a movie but like you don't understand like in the moment like how bad like it really affects you till like you're home after the fact so like i'll even give you guys like a whole rundown like i never really like share this too often but like i had i did have like a minor case of like ptsd like when i came home like to an extent like so like when i first came home like i didn't really like, notice anything like it was different until like in the middle of the night, right? I could just be hearing something. And then, like, I would just hear a big-ass bang. And I should just wake me up and I would just shoot out of bed. And it's not, like, my fault. Like, I can't just be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I guarantee, like, a big bang will scare anyone at fucking night if they're knocked out, right? I, I like, want to let you know. I don't mean to cut you off. This is, like, something that, personally, I genuinely would not think of. Yeah. Like, when somebody comes back, in my head, like, from the army, any branch, in my head, it's like, oh, okay. Civilization. Yeah, yeah, so like it's funny how you say this so like we have like this term in the military I, I hear it a lot so like the war may be over right yeah but for that person the war still goes on that's wild and i think that's a very beautiful quote because everyone who comes back from war 
the war is always going on in their head. You know, rest in peace to actually someone I deployed with. Um, he actually recently, you know, committed suicide. And it's very unfortunate because, like, I have a, a little memorial bracelet for him because it goes to show me that, like, you know, if someone really needs that help, always look for the signs because we didn't look for the signs, bro. And I feel like we failed him. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's very unfortunate because, like, that could have been avoided. And, like, obviously, like, the war was still going on with him even though he's been through multiple. Right. So yeah. that well, was very touching and really opened my eyes a lot because, like, it showed me, like, how far I've also come from, like, where we were. So, like, not even to, like, cut you off again, but just to no. continue my story Keep a little going, bit. Bro. Like, right, like, the first night I came back home, I was with my parents and everything, my mom, family, and everyone, and, like, I'm laying down in bed. Fucking, like, something drops upstairs, bro, I just shoot up out of bed. I can't help that. Like, I can't help that because, like, we were just so used to being on edge all the time, explosions all the fucking time, hearing that shit, and then it's just, like, shit. And then, like, I just went back to bed. And, like, I didn't think nothing of it, right? Because, like, you don't really see the change in yourself. Other people do. And that's yes. very interesting. But, like, to Ethan's point, at one point you do start seeing it. You, start, like, start self-diagnosing. So as I got home, right, I did the whole, like, transition process. After it came back, you know, everyone's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, like, in your head, you're just like, bro, like, I don't really need a thank you. Like, this is, like, my job. I signed up for this. Like, stop mm -hmm. thanking me. Like, I don't want it. Like, it's stupid. But, like the way I look at it. So, like, I came home, did the whole transition, and, like, everything was fine, right? Everything was cool until, like, things, like, really, really started settling in. And, like, I know we spoke about this. Me and spoke about this in another episode about COVID. I actually came to home, like, the first day of the lockdown. That's why. And my head, right? In my head, yeah. I was like, I'm come home. I'm going to get fucking turned. I'm going to have a good time, hang out with all my friends. Yeah. This, this, and you that, were looking right? forward to that. Just yeah. letting loose. And then the fact the that I was just like cooped up in my house like just made like so much like it made everything like so like much a jail cell? fucking worse bro because like after being in a jail cell pretty much for nine months yeah. like you think i want to do that again do that again in your own for house. another year yeah exactly oh, right yeah. so like i had very high expectations and the expectations were not met but like just small things like right like triggers we were talking about triggers earlier but like my mom would like slide open my door like really slowly and my door stayed kind of loud and i know like every noise in my house yeah so like she just slides open the door and bro, I just shoot up again. Instant. And I just look at her and she's like, she looks at me and I'm just like, <laughs> she's like, you good? And I was like, yeah, like I'm fine. Like just yeah. don't open the door like that. And she's like, calm down. And I was like, I'm sorry. Just like, don't yeah. open. Like I can't help that. But it's, it's a reflex. Yeah, your point. scars kind of built you like that. And yeah. we said our scars make us. And I truly believe that. Um, it's also about how you heal from the scars too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you could just like. The, uh, when when you get a cut, right, you got to make sure that it heals properly because if not, it could lead to, like, infection, what the case may be. So, like, when you're dealing with all this stuff, you got to make sure you heal properly because if you heal the wrong way, hurt people hurt people. Yep. And it's, if you well do, said. if you do, if you do need help, like, sometimes people don't know, sometimes people have a hard time of putting their pride and ego to, to the side to go get help. Mm -hmm. So that's why we see a lot of cases, like, probably murder, robbery, what the case may be, because, or they just don't have the strength or the guidance to, or the guidance in their family or their, their support system. They'll be like, hey, you need this help before shit really goes left. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, thankfully, like, with me, it was like, all right, yeah, um, I'm hurting right now, but I'm not afraid to go get help. Like I said, I will, mm -hmm. I could talk to a random stranger. I'm just telling them how I feel or just go on social media and like tell my life story real quick or say what I'm going through because I have no shame 
as to what I'm going through. Like, I'm only human. I have emotions. Yeah, I'm a man. But there's nothing wrong with me being a man and showing that, yeah, I might be emotional in certain things. Or, yeah, I'm sensitive. Or, yeah, I have this and that. And I know how to put, like, again, my pride and ego aside. And pride and ego kills us all. You know, I always tell people, oh, put that to, to the side. And like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, yo, put that to the side because it, that's not going to get you nowhere. There's no growth in that. No, not at all. And I agree with you. So like, even like to your point, like pride, I came back home and I was very prideful, right? Um, And like, I don't really share this too often, but like my mom even like asked me and she was like, like, I think you should go talk to someone. And you're, not, and you're like, and you're like, no, you know? And, no, and, that, was, and that was me with my mom, like, Maybe a year or two ago, she was like, maybe you should go see a therapist because I was I was crying one time in my room, and and then I was just like, oh, I told like I said, I just feel alone and like regardless of who's there, like I just feel like I can't relate to nobody. And she was like, well, I'm here, and I was like, yeah, I know you're my mom, but it's just it's just weird. I'm just in just this weird space, so maybe go see a therapist. And then I was like, nah, fuck that, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, you know what? Now, if I don't want to do that, then I got to do something else where I could, it could kind of be therapy. All right, let me talk to my mom. Let me open up. Let me open up the car mind. Yeah. And I, he was like my therapist, per se. Or social media was my therapist. I just released on social media. Had my whole rent, you know? Yo, honestly. Rant. And in a way, you trusted him. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, no joke. And if you guys don't follow Ethan on social media, you should. Dude does some crazy workouts. But every time he does a crazy workout, my man is fighting demons yeah. And that's no, no joke. That's like, I look at that and it inspires me to do better mm. because what you're doing is, and a lot of, and this goes back to triggers and what you could have done to help. What were the signs? So like for you per se, you're fuming, right? For whatever reason, you're fuming. You're like, yo, I need to work out. I need to get it out of me. I need to, you know, get nice and clear headed and then just approach it in a much more calmer way. Mm -hmm. Right. And when it comes to your friend who committed suicide, I'm sorry for that. What were the signs? Because everybody has signs. Everybody. And it's not always, you know, suicide. But these things can really take a toll. A huge toll. And it could lead to suicide. And because of the whole, you know, COVID lockdown, people felt more alone than ever. And it, it was very, it was very, very, very transparent. Yeah. So, like, what were the signs? So, like, it's funny because, like, I didn't see any because, like, I didn't speak to him in person because we were, like, separated, mm -hmm. right? We were far different places. He stationed somewhere else or he got out, but he was living somewhere. And, um, like, I saw, like, I, I hit him up. We spoke. Nothing seemed off. Obviously, you can't really tell through social media, right? Mm. But, like, like, I'm not going to, like, talk on, like, his behalf, right? Because this is, like, his story. And I, I'm not, I don't really know, like, 100 percent. But, like, apparently, like, he did post something, like, the day before. And, um, like, someone asked. And he's like, no, like, it was just a joke. But like those things he wanted to see like a reaction almost yeah in a sense. but like those like if you see something like that regardless of it being a joke or not it should not be taken lightly because like yeah. nah bro if i'm posting something that's really out of pocket for me like i would hope someone would be like yo you good like or maybe i'm not trying maybe not trying <clears throat> to speak on the dead or what the kid or what he did was wrong but pride pride again right ego maybe he said now nah, i was just joking he didn't want to tell the truth about it because he's like i was gonna make me seem weak yeah could be. And like I said, everyone, like I said, like, into your point, like, coming back to, like, my story again, is like, when we talked about pride, like, my mom asked me, and I was just like, like, nah, like, I'll be all right. Like, I'm not, I'm not stressing. Like, I don't really think I need to talk to someone. And it's really funny, because my mom always says sometimes, too, like, sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. And I think that's facts, because you have nothing. <laughs> that's how I met him. You literally have nothing to lose, bro, when you talk to someone you don't know. And, like, it's crazy, because, like, if you seek advice from people around you, you know, 
You're, you're going to get the well, advice. Though. You know the advice you're going to get from these people because you know them so well. But like, if you get advice from someone you don't know at all, they can give you a whole like different perspective. And, oh, and, 100%. And, and it's um, it's unbiased too. Yeah. So, a lot of people they walk around right, and I actually have my own story. I was going to Brooklyn College. I was. Uh, it was my. It was my freshman year of college, second semester in freshman year, right? And I was not a morning person. Still not, but I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not a fucking morning person regardless. (laughs) But but, uh, I remember I had a class, I think it was 11 to 12.15, right? So those were my favorite. In and out, done. And I remember I got, I went on the B6, right? And I would go in the back around like 10.30, Nobody would be on the bus. Now, this co- this goes back to what I was going to originally say, right? And to you guys. And I remember there was somebody in the back of the bus, and they were just sitting there. They weren't crying. They weren't sobbing. They, they didn't look sad. They looked defeated. Mm-hmm. And it's like a huge difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when you see somebody and you're like, holy fuck, like, yo, are they okay? And this is where I had one of two choices. Leave it alone, right? Or... Good morning. That's it. Simple right. good morning. Right? And I and I ended up saying, you know, good morning, man. And all of a sudden, his eyes widened. Kid you not. Widened up. And he had a little smile on his face, almost like, like he got attention, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was very, very obvious, you know, like I could read it. But it was almost like something was off with him. So I engaged in conversation. I just wanted to know how his day was going. It was very, you know. Honest and pure. Not to your point. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but like in New York City, bro, you ask someone like how they doing. I'm never fucking asking that because everyone in New York City yeah, moves crazy. If, bro. if they tell you to go fuck yourself, nah, that means yeah. they're doing good. Yeah, yeah, right? no, a thousand percent. If if they, you know, if they're a little fucking off and You'll you know, know they don't reply, then it's like, oh, <clears throat> something's wrong. That's mm-hmm. the culture in fucking New York City. Yeah, a thousand percent. But um, whatever. We start talking, and I ask him about his day. Well, how what are you up to? It turns out he was going to Brooklyn College. Okay. I'm thinking, you know, this kid's going to class and stuff like that. He, he, We end the conversation. It was a good conversation. It was just about his day, what he's going to do, blah, blah, blah. He he dabs me, right? And I didn't realize it was a small piece of paper, but it was it was like folded up like, mm-hmm. like a bunch of times. I'm like, what? He's like, listen, I want you to have that. Thank you. You helped me. I'm not doing it. Hey, yo. Check this out, ready? So I'm like, whatever, bro. Like, I didn't think anything of it, because at this time in life, I was a little too gullible. Just, it, it didn't hit me yet. It hit me the year after, when, when life was so real. So, <clears throat> whatever, before I go to class, I, I mean, I'm like, you know what? Let me see this piece of paper. I wasn't gonna throw it out. I was just gonna wait to open it. And it was a suicide note. That's crazy. Damn, that's fucking insane. Dog. And to this day, I would love. I I don't. I he was probably a student there. He might. He was maybe he was gonna do something. I don't know. But to this day, I would love to like see where he is. Just say hi, bro. Like just yo, let's get some a cup of coffee. How you doing? Word. I think right. Casey said being um like that war quote, and this gonna tie back to that. Um, I feel like we always kind of in war of our mentality. Because your mental and yourself is your biggest enemy. It's you really against you. You really could take yourself really down or take yourself up, but your mental is always going to wire you because it knows you best because it's 
is you. you. Mental so fortitude it, is yes. everything. So it knows the triggers like to take you off. And it's gonna be that that be in your in your head like zzz, 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 and annoying. So I feel like I'm at war with myself, but then like I always regain peace. So I win the war, right? I just win, and I find that peace and solitude. I don't let my mental win. So it's like I won the I won I won the battle, right? And it's that's every day though. That's three sixty five. That's every minute. It it could be a battle because you could be up or you could be down. I always try to stay up, right? And in this case, he was probably losing against himself with people, with suicide. I don't know, but yeah, I, I looked knows? at it in the sense of like you can either tell somebody go fuck themselves or how are you doing? Yeah, and I would much rather, I would much rather stay positive slash optimistic, mm-hmm. and maybe that'll ooze out to other people rather than you know keep this negative you know attitude because negativity is toxic, mm-hmm. right? Negativity leaks everywhere. So if I were to help others in any type of way, it'd be that. And coming to you guys, coming to those signs, the possibility of helping that one person could be way more possible, right? It could be more, the odds might be with you rather than against you. Like, you know, if I ever see, you know, and I have, I do have friends, I'm not going to name them, but I do have friends on Instagram and, you know, everybody's going through stuff. And when I see that, I automatically, yo, how you doing? What's up? How was your day? I don't even get into that, but I do ask if they want to talk about it. Because I don't want anybody feeling like that. Right. You but don't it's want... hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Definitely. Life is hard, man. And I feel like some, like we, the, the satisfaction is knowing that you're not alone and that like everyone struggles and it's okay to struggle. I feel like a lot of people are seeing that like, oh, if you're struggling or if you're going through this, like, yeah. again, you're weak link. Or, no. No, you're strong. Yeah. You're strong. It's about how you approach it, though, you know, because, again, you got to approach you got to approach it wisely, man. You don't want to continue staying yourself left and then boom, you're all alone at the end of the day. Um, and make sure you do. I feel like we kind of know what could kind of set us on the right track. Like for me, it's working out <laughs> prayers, reading, staying around good company, staying around good vibes. A lot of us, we know what the fuck we're doing is wrong. We continue doing it and we just can't end that cycle or that loophole you get into like this generational curse within yourself and i feel like i feel like some it's the lack of guidance and the lack of foundation in a person that leads them that way thankfully i had my i had a great foundation i had my my mother i had my father um a great family and a great uh friend great friends what the case may be and there are the reason why I'm who I am and God. I found God through my dad. And but if it wasn't for my dad and my mom, especially my father, I wouldn't be this person. I wouldn't know how to attack life in different areas. I wouldn't know how to like resolve issues within myself or go about certain things. So I wouldn't know what is right or what is wrong. 100%. And then then the those that that need the help that are in that vulnerable position. When they go get the help, they get it from someone else that's broken and tells them to do what they're doing. It's this domino effect. Man. And it's again, you're repeating that generational, you know, curse. Yeah. And not everyone has the strength to break that. It's very hard. If it wasn't for my mother and father, I probably, I'm, I'll say this, I would be a weak, weak ling. I wouldn't be Ethan. I would, I would, I would have folded it. a long, long, long time ago. You really feel that way? I really do. I Why? really do. Because, bro, like, I just, I just, I just, I just do because they made me, man. If I don't think so. 
man, you could say your philosophy. I just feel like that, and I feel like, and that's why I just feel like sometimes I don't blame people. I just blame who raised you. I think both core ways. foundation. I mm. think. I think to your point, like I believe in that. I think to like an extent, like I do believe, like the people who raise you definitely make on like a ninety percent of like who you are. But like you have to understand, like there's so many like other external factors. That yeah, also, of like, course, who you're around, you, your surroundings. But again, product of your environment, and it's so hard not to become a product of your environment. Mm -hmm. Those are like the zero point zero zero one percenters because, bro, is that's a hard ass shit to do, yeah. bro. I think more people are able to not be um, a product of their environment if their environment is negative or if their environment is not like benefiting them more now than ever because of social media. But then there's hand in hand with that because social media takes a lot of people down. Okay. I was going to say that was literally just a recent study, bro, on how social hold media up. is like super toxic for people. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It depends on, it depends. again, your environment, who you follow, this and that. Yeah, but. it depends on perspective, but hold up. Some people are getting raised on social media and they're yeah. doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's also your parents' fault, though. Like your parents yeah. should be on top of that shit. What, but that or just your foundation. That just ties back to what I'm doing. They're looking yeah. at the, you know, yes. Yeah, like if your kid is on social media and you know, like what they're looking at is like depressing them and like getting them really upset, like bro, like have that serious conversation. Yeah, and have just have yeah. that conversation with your kid and be like, yo, this is not okay. Like you got to find out like the hard way. Like shit ain't really like this. Like. I just feel like, well, this is because like we're not going to get into this topic, but like we had an episode on this as well, how like social media sets like that expectation for people. Yeah. And like when people that feel also, like they're not at that expectation or they're not at that point in life, you know, they start trying to act a certain way to, you know, kind of fit in. And that could go back to like, and everything kind of goes back to like, a tr could be what could be or what has been a traumatic experience for them, mm -hmm. right? When they go out of not their comfort zone, but when they go out of that, like, moralistic knowing, mm -hmm. right? So, like, your morals, you know not to do, I don't know, eh, you know, not to carry around, you know, a gun or something. And the next thing you know, you, you might have to use it. But you're not, mm -hmm. you're not built like that, that you're not about it. So now you put yourself in this situation where it's not you at all. And now you might be facing time. You come out. That's a traumatic experience. You you know, it's like the, all these these factors coming at you just because of one choice that you made in life that you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And it could be other things, too, that are minor, but they might be seen as minor, but then they might, you know, just keep going on like a butterfly effect. All the small things add up, bro. It's like the snowball 100%. effect. It always starts off small and then ends up bigger. And like, you know, I was talking a little bit earlier about this. Like, I'm just going to continue on from where I, like, I originally left off. And we got a little bit, you know, whoop. But, like, the whole entire thing is, like, remember when I told you how, like, when I came home and, like, I was suffering, you know, from PTSD for a little bit. And, like, I didn't notice it at first until, like, things started changing. And then, yeah. like, I started self-diagnosing and people started noticing it, right? My mom always told me I was really hyper. And I was like, you know, like, you're right. Like, I need to fucking chill out a little bit. Like, I would just freak out for no reason. And then um, I went away for college, right? And, like, that first semester I got back. Like, Ethan was talking about this earlier, but I felt extremely, extremely, extremely isolated. And, like, I don't care who was there for me, bro, like, regardless of who was there for me. Like, I know people were there for me, and I know people love me, but, like, I was around people. Like, this is, like, an external factor, right? Yeah. But, like, I was around people who could not relate to me because, you know, after seeing what I saw, well, seeing my boys. There. No, <laughs> yeah, but exactly my point, right? But, like, 
I'm not saying that like when I'm home, it's any different because at home I did feel isolated at times as well. But now yeah. being away from home and then being alone and then being around people who all they want to do, you know, at times just get turned this, this and that. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, oh my God, this dude hooked up with another girl. I, I, you know, shit like that. It's just, I didn't care for that because for Your me. Your mind was elsewhere. You know, my mind was just on the fucking run, bro. And like, I can tell. And like, to Ethan's point, I always bring this back with self-diagnosis, right? Like I was sleeping all the time, bro. I was sleeping all the time. I had nothing to do. I felt so alone. I was just in my room, bro, in the dark, isolated. I felt like... That was like a happy place. Yeah, I just felt like I couldn't, like, relate to anybody, bro. I just feel like I was all over the place. My time management was, like, horrible. Like, I could tell I was, like, kind of, like, doing, like, bad a little bit, like, in school starting off. And then, like, I opted in. I was talking to Ethan about this. I was like, no, I'm opting in for, like, fully online classes, bro. Like, I really don't want to be here anymore. Like, honestly, like... that serious where you just didn't want to be around people. Yeah, and it was just... Because, like home was everything for me like i had everything going on bro i had my music i had the podcast mm-hmm. and like all these things kept me busy from feeling so isolated and alone because i was actually with people that i actually cared about right and then like you know to to this point right like it took me a really long time to like get out of this funk because like i just felt like i was all over the place and my mind was all over the place because i still wasn't comprehending everything that originally happened and i knew that right but like i just felt like not that it was a pride thing i didn't want to talk to anyone i just felt like it was something that i needed to like like come to like a conclusion with myself like that's a part of my life that's always going to be with me and it made me who i am and like i always uh recently you know if you guys follow me on instagram or my dog's instagram um i i recently did become like a little like fur dad so i have a puppy and um like i never really realized it until like it's funny how we all all three of us had a conversation on the phone one day, like that one day. Yeah. And I it didn't come to me, but like I always tell Ethan this, like, yo, like my dog's really not like not like a dog to me. Like he's my best friend. And like to a point, like there are times like now where I still feel lonely and very isolated, regardless of who's around me. But like my dog, like we were talking about Flynn and voids, like that my dog fills in like that void mm-hmm. of like loneliness for me. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And people sometimes are like, oh my god, like you love your dog so much. And it's just like, bro, like. And the way I look at a dog, it's like he's another person. Yeah, like, he literally is like a, he has feelings. He knows what's going on. He's not stupid. No, th- there's nothing wrong with that. It's just all about perspective. He just gotta respect people's perspective. Yeah. But also, we have to embrace being alone at times. We have to embrace the solitude. A lot mm-hmm. of times, we don't want to embrace that. We feel scared, alone. Again, we look at it as like, oh, it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I learned to embrace it. I love myself. You know, I got life, and if you got life, you should just love yours by all means because it's so beautiful. People be like, oh, um, I don't celebrate my birthday, da 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 It's just a regular day. I'm like, I'm one of those people. And I, look, I don't know why because your, your life is very special. You was born on this earth on that day. It is your day. The greatest blessing of all life, like that yeah. is your. No one's gonna cherish your the day. Like, of you being I'll, I'll born speak on is yeah. like almost impossible, bro. Yeah, like, if you really think about it. It's oh, hundred percent. So, but, but I, like, I take that day to reflect on life and yeah. I enjoy it. But exactly, we got it. Like en- enjoy, enjoy ourselves, even if it's be just happy. us. Yes, and be happy. Hundred percent. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like we pretty much touched on like everything. Yeah, and like. I was going to say, I think to everyone who's like struggling, like I really want you guys all to know, like it's okay to talk to someone. It's okay to like get the help. This this session was like therapeutic for me. This is, I think we may call this therapy session uh, (laughs) (laughs) one-on-one. 
Like, with Carmine. Like to like to everyone's point, everyone is very different and everyone's very subjective. Everyone has traumas and everyone has like their own issues. But I also believe like the way you get through your issues is extremely important. And if the way you get through these issues is really gonna determine whether you become a better person and grow mm-hmm. from these experiences or it takes you down the wrong path and you'll start falling apart. And just know when you start falling apart, it's harder to get back on the right path because it's just that, that little snowball effect. And this is like what Ethan was talking about earlier in Carmine, but like that foundation is extremely, extremely important. And the people who are around you can really help you. Like I always say this, but like you can tell who a person is by just who they hang out with. Oh, and 100%. I, I believe that a thousand percent because yeah. if your friends are bums, you're a bum. Like you obviously like, you know, don't hold yourself to a different standard compared to your friends because Ethan holds me to an expectation. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes he gets tight at me, but I know it's because he like loves me. It's out bro. of love. Yeah, and yeah. I absolutely. know it's not because he's trying to be a dickhead. He's like, trying to make sure you're you're doing the best <laughs> that you can. Yeah, I only hang no around matter a- what. I'm only, only hang around ace. And when you start acting chimp, I gotta strain you up. Yeah. <laughs> So the thing is, like, I think everyone, since everyone's subjective, I think it's just very important how you deal with these issues. And it could be anything, like, for Ethan, working out. For Carmine, it could also be working out. Definitely working out. For everyone, yeah. (laughs) So, like, for everyone, it's very different. And whatever your therapy is is what works best for you. And it's important to understand these things. Like, and Ethan said, sometimes it's okay to be alone, take a step back, reflect on where you are in life, and then just come back in and be like, all right, now I'm ready to do this, have goals, keep busy. Like, for me, what works best for me is, like, I need to keep myself busy. Once I know I'm in, like, that little small space, like, by myself, I'm just like, okay. Like Fear kind of takes over. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. So for me, it's just all about like how you handle the situation. Keep yourself busy. Enjoy yourself. Love the moment, man. Be grateful for the people around you and just like enjoy fucking life, bro. Like you never know. Like Ethan always says this like almost every podcast, but every day, every day in guarantee. Nah, every True. day every day is a special day, you know, birthday, birthdays especially. You right. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmen, you want to say something before we close out? I mean, you, you're the, the, you, the biggest you said, thing. Yeah, you said, hold up. You said some dope ass shit. This dude's about to start his podcast before he closed. He's about to start. He definitely got to start his pod. We got another brother in the deep end, but Carmine came with the intellect. Um, he impressed me for sure. <laughs> he took over. He was on some philosophical. I can't even say the word philosophical. Galileo, yeah, 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 exactly. I couldn't even say the word. Carmeleo, baby. Yes, Carmeleo, Carmeleo. So, yeah, any words of wisdom you want to say before we close out? I think the biggest thing, honestly, because everybody deals with fear, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna deal with fear, and it, and fear will always. Um, lead to these negative thoughts doubts you know if you have a traumatic experience there might be a trigger you're fearing everything and one of the biggest things about fear is an acronym false evidence appearing real ah wow Mm -hmm. that's really cool don't ever forget that so when when fear is looking you in the face walk straight through it it's not there and what the fuck you got to lose nothing exactly go for it head first exactly like and who cares if you if you fuck up get back up you we got life Next day, new dollar. That's it. God bless, yeah. That's it. And we and shout out on my guy Jorge CFL. You know I'm rocking the hat. This shit is fly as fuck. And appreciate every single one of y'all. This session definitely helped me. Um, it closed out. We're recording this on a Sunday, so this was Sunday's blessings to me. I'm um, just so grateful for everyone here, and just grateful for everyone tuning in and listening and supporting me and Casey's journey and people that are going to support Carmine's journey and those that listen that support Carmine in general, stay tuned for his podcast. It's probably going to be called Push, 
but or Car- Carmelito. Let's call Carmelo, baby. But Carmelo, Vacon Carmelito. Um, thank you again, everybody. Brothers in the deep end. We're just really trying to show you what it is to be in the deep end. You heard? And one thank more you. thing. One more thing. If you guys want to feel comfortable with us, DM us at Brothers in the Deep End. Tell us your experiences that you want to share with us. And tell us how you got to those, and we can post them on our story. Give some people advice. Give some people some feedback. Or be a guest like Carmine. Or be a guest like hey, Carmine. That'd be dope, man. That's it. Remember, That's it. check out all of our Instagram socials. Don't forget to subscribe. I just dropped a new song about that life. Go if you're really about that it, life, go how, stream it. Okay, how's it go? How's it going? Mm, tell me how you feel about us. Hey, tell okay. me how you feel about us right now. Nice. Nah, we love you guys. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, let's get into it. Look, moving different, you know I'm already custom made Said you wanna play with me, there's just a different game Tryna-